Midnight, the banks of the Poto River, a muddy, narrow, steep-banked river that flows north into the Arkansas River, converging at Bell Point in Fort Smith, Arkansas, where it serves as a border between the two states for a short distance. The two young men are standing at River's Edge, drinking alcohol and talking. The conversation is serious. The two young men had been arrested on drug charges. One of the young men plea bargained with the prosecution, receiving immunity from prosecution in return for turning state's witness against his friend. The young man facing court proceedings in the morning asked his friend if he was really going to testify against him. The friend replied, I have to. They have me over a barrel. With that response, the young man awaiting trial fired two gunshots from a pistol into the base of the head and the lower back of the witness. He bound him hand and foot and threw his body into the Poto River. The body floated down the Poto River, entered into the Arkansas River, where it was spotted in the early morning light. The body of the young man was retrieved. The young man was still alive. As the young man in the wheelchair told me his story, I was amazed. I had heard about this miracle on Channel 40 News in Fort Smith. I had gone to the young man's home at the request of the pastor's assistant, Bo. Bo, a lifetime resident of Greenwood, Arkansas, was an astounding lady. She knew everyone in the church, and she knew every visitor who attended the church. If you filled out a visitor's card on Sunday, Bo would be able to describe you to me and give me all the data she knew about you. On Monday morning, she gave me this young man's visitor's card and said that he is 19 and in a wheelchair and would like to speak to a minister. I told the young man that I remembered when he was on the news. He said that when his friend shot him, one bullet lodged at the base of his skull and could not be removed. The other bullet severed his spine and paralyzed him from the waist down. That's why he was in the wheelchair. He showed me the bullet scar at the base of his head. I asked him how on earth he survived. He said that as he floated down the river in the middle of the night, he could not swim since he was bound. He said that as he floated, he cried out in his mind, God, save me. He said that at that moment, he felt something come out of his throat and mouth. He said it felt like a snake leaving his body. He said it was all so dreamlike that he is not sure if somehow a snake had actually entered his mouth and was down his throat, or if it was water. He said then he survived. He said that he had experienced an undeniable miracle and wanted to tell a story at our church. I then asked him about Jesus. Did he know Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior? He said he didn't know anything about what I was talking about. Then I knew why God had sent me to his house that afternoon. I then asked him, so you have never asked Jesus to save you and be your Savior and Lord? He said, all I know is that I cried out for God to save me, and he did. I told him that if he had never asked Jesus to save him, that had he died that night, he would have gone to a real place called hell. The Bible says that there is no other name given under heaven by which you must be saved. Jesus Christ himself made it very clear that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through him. The young man wasn't interested in asking Jesus to save him. 
He said he just wanted to share his story in our church. I told the young man that if he did not accept Jesus as his Savior, he didn't have a story. He said, so you're not going to let me share my story? I said, no. He then informed me that he would not be back to our church. El Valle de Espiritu Santo, Holy Spirit Valley, a village located just north of the city of Porlamar, the largest city on Margarita Island, a Caribbean island in the Nueva Esparta state of Venezuela. Holy Spirit Valley was founded as the capital of the island in 1529. Our mission team was assigned to go to Holy Spirit Valley in partnership with Central Cristiana Casa de Alabanza, a vibrant church of Porlamar, and talk to the people there about Jesus. A full year prior, Casa de Alabanza had gone to the Embalse de Guatemala, a hilltop reservoir's water supply for the village, and poured oil into the water and prayed that in the same way that oil would permeate the water supply to all Holy Spirit Valley, that God's Spirit would permeate the lives of the people in Holy Spirit Valley and that they would come to salvation in Jesus. The reason for focus on the village is the fact that Holy Spirit Valley was the seat of modern-day idol worship, not just for Venezuela, but all of South America. People came from all over South America to visit the beautiful Basilica of Our Lady of El Valle, located on the village square, and by idols of the Virgin Mary. At the plaza around the Basilica, merchants would sell all sorts of figurines of Virgin Mary. The figurines were believed to hold great spiritual power. They were not just figurines honoring the Virgin Mary. They were really believed to possess supernatural power for all sorts of life needs. I will share more about this in a, in a later podcast. Our first day in the village, our mission team split into two groups. My group went into the square and started talking to people about Jesus. The other group went into the houses located along the road that entered the town square as you came from Porlamar. We joined back at the square that evening at the appointed time for a report back session. As we gathered back at the square, we gave a report to each other on how the day had gone. The other half of our team told us this story. One of the first houses they came to had the door open, but no one appeared to be inside. They knocked on the door and then heard someone in the back of the house tell them to come on in. They were apprehensive, but went into the house. As they entered in through the front room and went on back into the back room, they entered to find the room filled with gang members, with a gang of men, seated around a coffee table full of weapons and bullets. Keep in mind, guns are outlawed in Venezuela. The only people who have guns when they are outlawed are cops and criminals. These guys were not cops. They were criminals. Our mission team became very concerned at that point and began to pray for God to protect them. The gang leader spoke up and asked the team what they wanted. One of the team members told the gang leader that the team had come to tell them how God could save them. The gang leader replied, God has already saved me. The team asked him how had God saved him. The gang leader popped open his shirt and said, I was shot eight times and God saved me. <laughs> the mission team confirmed that he had eight bullet hole scars on his chest and abdomen. He acknowledged that it was a miracle from God 
that nobody lives after being shot eight times. The team said that was an amazing miracle, but they were there to talk about how God can save him forever through a real relationship with Jesus Christ. The gang members said he wanted to hear what they had to say. He and the rest of the gang listened. After hearing the good news of eternal salvation in Jesus, all of the gang members prayed and asked Jesus to be their Savior and Lord. The gang leader asked them to come back at another time and to talk to the other gang members who were not present that day. Two young men, gunshot wounds that should have murdered them, two lives miraculously saved against all odds, two men given a chance to be eternally saved and missed the second death. The Bible said, it has been appointed unto man once to die, then the judgment. The first man rejected the offer of eternal miraculous salvation through Jesus Christ and faced eternal death because of his sin. The other man received the message of eternal salvation in Jesus Christ and was saved for all eternity. Which man do you closest identify with? It makes all the difference in the world. The Bible tells us in two places, and my friend, when the Bible says something twice, that means it's very, very important. And in two places, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, and Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25 says that there is a way that seems right to a person but its end is the way to death. In John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. And then he asks the question, do you believe this? Here is the promise in a nutshell found in Ephesians chapter 2, Verses 4 through 6, it says, God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with the Messiah, talking about Jesus, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. Together with Christ, Jesus, he also raised us up and seated us in the heavens. My friend, have you transferred your faith and trust from yourself to Jesus Christ alone for your eternal salvation, the one who gives you the guarantee that you will never die, or are you still a dead man walking? Hey, you've been listening to Guat Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things, our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. If you have questions in your heart today on how you can know for certain that Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior, please check out our show notes. There you'll find information that will be helpful to you that you can understand and give contemplation for yourself. Also, I want to invite you, give me some feedback. Our email is listed there in the show notes. Send me an email. Let me know what God is saying to you. Let me know what you think about the things that I share. It means so much to me that you give your time to listen to what I have to say. I firmly believe these are messages that God has placed on my heart. I hope that they are a great encouragement to you. That's my intention. We live in such a difficult time that we need to be lifted up and to be reminded that because Jesus has come, that we can have peace and peace and stability in the midst of this agitated world. And dear friend, I want to encourage you. At times it appears that 
that the circumstances and the situations today are so much more difficult than in times past. But yet life for humankind ever since the fall of Adam in the garden has been difficult and with challenges. But yet at the same time, I remind you that Jesus said that he's come, that we might have life and have life to the fullest, life abundantly. And so today, that's my hope, that's my prayer and my wish for you, that you will know the abundant life that is in Jesus Christ. Again, check out the show notes. There's a lot of helpful things you'll find there. I want to encourage you, give thought to what's been talked about today, and I'll talk to you next time. Have a great day.